Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for battle. We're here to create all new Pokemon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we created our starter Pokemon. We've got Batany, the leafy grassy bat. Elifloat, the water-type snorkel elephant. And Scorchound, the nearsighted fire puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get into the episode, and before we get into today's episode... We've got a bunch of listener feedback that we want to talk about. Specifically on the name of our spacey science type. We got a bunch of suggestions from people sending us emails and we got suggestions on the Discord. I'm just going to read through them all really quick. Suggestions include Cosmic, Astro, Beyond, Xeno, Alien, and Eldritch, which (laughs) I enjoy. I don't think it's quite right, but I do like it a lot. I don't think Takachi is particularly Eldritch. No. I hope not. (laughs) Probably not. We're going to go with... Astro. The only real drawback to Astro is just that it's a little awkward after we had our villain team be team Astro last time. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. It's a good word. Yeah, it conveys space, obviously, and it's a science-y term still. It still has a little bit of that sci-fi. That and it's kind of just a bit of a loose word. It just conveys the feeling without pinning it down too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another little bit of feedback we want to get into. We got an email here from Joe Cat, we've got a thought here about the normal type as we're making new types, saying normal type have really taken a beating with the addition of fairy, further limiting the signing of an already limited group. Violet and Scarlet ended up tacking normal type onto Pokemon that I feel like in the past would have been only a single type. Smaller than Shrewdle lines come to mind. Do you guys like this? Is it the new normal to be natural? I always thought normal was something a Pokemon grew out of. Is it specialized? But now I'm not so sure. In any case, I'd like to ask that when these new types start pulling from the shallow normal pool, that you give back a little to the normies. There's only so many of them left. I super get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Fairy in particular yeah. takes a lot of, like, the Clefairy line in particular, those were all normal types and now they're fairy types mm-hmm. and there's fewer normal types, and normal type is really hard to get a grasp on. Yeah, it's just a generic animal, mm-hmm. but then sometimes those are other types. We will endeavor to make sure that normal type is still represented, Yeah, and we're still doing cool and interesting things with it. But also, and we'll get into this more when we come around to retyping old Pokemon, I don't think we're going to be taking that many from normal type. Maybe a few, and maybe more so for the space ones. But I think actually there are other types more that we're drawing on. Like, a lot of flying types will lean wind, mm-hmm. and like a lot of psychic types of will psychic lean types. astro, but not that many normal types, yeah. because these are two strong thematic ideas already yeah. that have been conveyed in Pokemon in other ways in the past. Creatures that were just fairy were lumped into normal type, like Snubble and Gramble. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the story structure and the framework for this game. Interesting. And for that, I think we're going to go to a brand new segment. What? We're going to go to Experience Share. With season one, Pokemon North and South, we were exploring different ideas in different ways. Like our big thing was the different ends of the regions and that played into a lot of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot more of mechanically how you explore the games, like the elemental shards. Mm-hmm. The story itself was fairly simple, fairly old school Pokemon. So we didn't really need an entire segment dedicated to focusing on the story. It's the same story that, you know, you do in the gyms, there's an evil team, you defeat them, save the world. Yeah, the team wants to do things with a legendary Pokemon. 
one. Yeah. This time the story is going to be a little bit more complex and more branching paths. Mm -hmm. So we're going to reflect that by having more time focused on the story than we did in season one. Yeah. So we mentioned this in our first episode, but we're going to be framing this around museums and museum work in the way that Scarlet and Violet framed it around being in a school and doing this field work with school. And Sword and Shield framed it around being a sports competitor and taking part in this Mm -hmm. ongoing tournament and building up your rank. Uh So, start of the game, you're going to have the opening spiel from a character. Do we think this character is going to be someone higher up in the museum? Is it going to be an actual professor? I like a professor in the more academic sense, Mm. or museum director. Maybe the game starts this opening spiel, and like this new museum has just opened. And it's the museum director. I think I like it being the director, yeah. Yeah, like giving a speech. Kind of like the opening to Sword and Shield, where it's Rose giving a speech. Okay, you're thinking it being diegetic rather than like, you know, your older Pokemon games, you haven't met the professor yet and they're just appearing in this void to give it to you. I really like it when it's part of the world and part of the story even. Mm -hmm. I really love the opening bit of Sword and Shield where Rose is introducing this is what Pokemon is and this is Pokemon battles and we're doing Pokemon! So it it opens like you're watching it on TV or whatever. Maybe you're in the crowd. The museum is just opening. Yeah, with it being a new museum, I like that you've given us that point which obviously therefore like throughout the game you are helping expand it and fill it up and everything. Exactly. Like in Animal Crossing. Somewhat like in Animal Crossing, yes. (laughs) So that makes me think then this must actually be in a smaller town. I think so, So we don't have to go into details about that town specifically yet, but it's going to be a smaller town. But in order for this to be a big enough deal, I think then that this museum director and maybe other museum staff have moved from another museum that's, say, in our Rome equivalent. Okay. They're establishing something Like a new branch of an already existing museum? Maybe. Or it could just be an entirely new museum with experienced museum staff. That's good, too. Both options. Yeah. Yeah. The director being like, Pokemon, they're our friends. They're our battle companions. We're here to discover all new Pokemon. (laughs) That gave me another thought. Pokemon has had museums in it since Generation 1. Yeah. A lot of the times, they're not Pokemon-themed museums. They're just museums that have stuff. Oh, this is a Pokemon museum. This is a Pokemon museum and about how Pokemon interact with the world and different (gasps) branches of that, which is why it's a unique museum. There'll be other museums in the game that have more generalized stuff. This is an art museum. Yeah. This is fossils and yeah. whatever. This is a Pokemon museum with different wings uh-huh. and different exhibits for different theme parts of Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. The such and such museum of Pokemonology. Yeah. Pokemonology. So this museum is just opened. There are multiple wings within the yeah. museum. Different and so subjects. You're going to be a new research fellow at this museum mm-hmm. undertaking research in the field to help fill in the wings and exhibits yeah, of this museum. Yeah, you're out collecting data and doing research. And at the beginning of the game, you will choose one of several branches to specialize in. Because I think you'll be able to do things for the other wings yeah, too. Yeah, the thing is, I want to do all of them. Yeah, so <laughs> you will be able to support the other wings. And like there'll be other characters. I think you'll have a rival. Oh. The number of rivals will be the number of wings minus one. Yeah. Because you're filling in one of those wings and the rivals take on the other wings. Okay, okay, okay. There's, okay. A, there's so, a new research fellow for each wing. How many different branches are we talking here? I think probably three. Three feels right. There could be more, maybe, if we really feel like we need it. And we could potentially add more later on down the line if we're like... (gasps) DLC. Well, I was going to say, just (laughs) later 
later in the season. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what DLC is for us. Well, but I mean, we could say later in the season, actually from the get-go, you could also choose this path. Sure, okay. <laughs> so are we thinking like art, science, math? Loosely, maybe. Okay. But also, now that we've realized we've got this Pokemon focus, mm-hmm. we don't have to be as tied down in the same way as that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because what does a maths museum look like? I don't know. They exist, but you don't go to a museum to look at, like, Pythagorean <laughs> theorem on the on display. Just go to a museum and look at a big Fibonacci spiral <laughs> for, like, an hour. Okay, so there's yeah. you, and then there's two other characters, and you've shown up for the museum, they're like, oh, which one? Which, which wing subject? are you here to work for? And you don't get told which wings the other people are working for yet, and yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. I'm working in this wing, I'm working in this wing, after you've made your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, like, part of, like, setting up your profile. Uh-huh, your yeah. trainer card, sort of. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, let's get your, your museum yeah. ID set up. Is this a picture of you? And then you pick your stuff and you put in your name. So we've got this museum director character. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we have a named professor for each wing. Ooh. Each wing is managed by professor so-and-so. I like that. The professor who manages your wing mm-hmm. is the one that gives you your Pokedex and your yeah. Pokemon. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, like, the way that this is shaping up, it does feel very similar to the way that Scarlet and Violet sort of established Somewhat. itself. But, like, building off of it and going yeah. a little bit further. A little bit more in the RPG. Yeah. Traditional RPG. Because here's the thing. The choice you make at this point will impact the game. Not yeah. drastically. Yeah. And, again, you'll still be able to do work for the other paths. Yeah. But that won't be your main focus. And that won't be what makes the credits roll in your playthrough. Yeah. The credits will roll when you complete your path objective. Mm-hmm. And you can come back later and be like, oh, I'm gonna do th- yeah. the other one after that, and yeah. whatever. In order to have more interaction with the rivals, there probably will be some parts where you are required to do some things for the other part. Not like yeah. every objective, but you are required to do some things, and then later you can do mm-hmm. all the rest of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The museum won't get fully completed until you have personally done all those parts, but you don't need to do that to reach the end game. Yeah. And so we've got these different paths. Mm-hmm. Each path will have dedicated episodes exploring that in full, but I think we can get a vague idea of what our three paths will be now. Okay. I think one path will follow a somewhat traditional gym path. Yeah. And it'll be like, this is going out to explore parts of the culture of this region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gyms don't have to look like they have in the past. We can get into that when we go into gyms more. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a path that is, you go out and battle and get badges and take on a Pokemon League of yeah. some description. And do you get info on a history of Pokemon battling, how that came yeah. about, and like how that forms stronger bonds between humans yeah. and Pokemon and all of that stuff. Oh, maybe each gym, as well as having the modern day gym leader, you also get a little bit of history about that gym and like... I love that. The founding gym leader of the gym. Okay, so our gyms are based on historical places or historical moments. Yeah. I hadn't realised that until we got into this, but... That the, establishes our gym theme as the well. The gym <laughs> branch of the museum is a history branch. History of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I hadn't clicked that one branch, and I think this is just our main science branch, mm-hmm. is focused on the Pokedex, oh, primarily. Yes. Yeah. And there'll be objectives along the way that aren't just catching Pokemon. If you've chosen this path, at least, mm-hmm. you will get more side quests and things like Legends Arceus, where you have more detail and in-depth ways to analyze Pokemon. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah. like, again, if you've chosen the other paths, you can do some of the Pokedex missions, and you can obviously complete a Pokedex, mm-hmm. but you don't get the same detail in the side quests, and there'll be different side quests as part of doing the gym route yeah. instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we'll get to later. And then our third 
path. Mm -hmm. I think this is the one that will take on the form of something akin to Pokemon contests. Okay. As like the Astrolite Circus did for us last season. Mm -hmm. An alternative way to interact with Pokemon besides yes. catching and battling essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. And were we thinking this is art somehow? I think this is some kind of art form okay. based thing. You get portraits of Pokemon mm -hmm. as they're performing in this fashion or something. Or okay. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It could be other, it could be all forms of art, but it could be like fine art, but also performing arts and yeah, yeah. various art forms rolled into it. And you're learning um, different Pokemon have different skill sets in different yeah. mediums of yeah. art. I just had a thought. Yeah. With all of our museums and things, one thing we barely did last time was have existing Pokemon characters showing up. We had Lily in the Elite Four. Mm. Pokemon games tend to have people spring up here and there. Yeah. We're going to have many museums across the region. In addition to this one, mm. you know who tends to work in museums? Ooh. Academics. Uh-huh. We can bring in teachers from uh, Paldea. Oh, yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, they've left teaching and now they're working in these museums. And not necessarily least. just like the teachers from Paldea. Other characters as well, like Sonya could show up. Pop, who also decides he's going to go into Absolutely. Pokemon research. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Old professors even, yeah. like here or there. Samson Oak. Yeah? They'll obviously be new characters too, but oh, we could yeah, throw yeah, yeah. plenty of old characters in saying, yeah, they're here doing research and stuff. Yeah. So we've got our three main branches, which are loosely history, science, art. Mm -hmm. History is going to be the gym path, yeah. science the Pokedex path art the more creative contest-like path yeah. with an alternative way to interact with Pokemon and there's a lot to go into each individual path but there's one particular character who's going to oversee the whole thing and I'm sure we'll have a role to play no matter what path you're on and that's our museum director so I think we're going to go and talk about them over in the fame chapter Clavel is the clearest comparison character Existing here. character yeah. that is filling a similar role yeah, because as the school director. Is he the director? He's yeah, he's director yeah. Clavel. He's yeah. director Clavel, yes. And he gets directly involved in <laughs> mostly the staff or street. But he's there the whole way through and he's part of the interactions you have with teachers and oh, yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also a very good character. I like him a lot. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Clive? 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 <laughs> Phenomenal. Our museum director will be probably equally involved in any given path. Yeah. And have a role to play no matter what. Shows up as a mentor type. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. is friendly and approachable. Gives items out as rewards for certain things Absolutely, along the way. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you've been doing some great work. Keep it up. Yeah. You've expanded our branch in this way. Have this reward to help you continue your work. Oh, it seems like you're struggling to do plot relevant thing. Let me help you. Oh, that could be another thing. Instead of it just being on the menu, a character you go to to be like, what should I do next? Yeah, how do I progress? And yeah, the professor absolutely. can give you more specific Maybe sometimes they just say, you should go and talk to the professor about this right now. Yeah, To get yeah, like yeah. specific tips, but yeah. Just what... a very useful kind of character to yeah. have around. And so this museum director has previously worked in another museum. I think this is the first time they've been a director. They've worked under people in the past. Yeah, And okay. this is a new role for them. Yeah. Because then they get their own little story arc of like being a bit nervous at starting out oh, like this. And they get their confidence yeah. and they're like, I would just want to do a good yes. job. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're not older. They could be younger, but they can't be that much younger because oh, yeah, no, it's a like, museum director. That's a prestigious position. This is still someone who has a doctorate. I'm thinking this character is probably somewhere in the range of 40 to 50. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like, thinking. Maybe somewhere close to Laventon in age. Yeah. Gender? Yeah. If we're having a character in a similar role to Clavel, 
well, let's just mix things up. Like, Clavel's a man, let's have a woman this That's time. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't want to do things just to be different, but also, they just did that. Let's, yeah. let's, I don't want to do the same thing that was just done. I think we can have, we'll have a character who's the museum director of the biggest museum yeah, in yeah. Rentia, in uh, mm-hmm. equivalent to Rome, and they could be your more expected character of an old white dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is essentially that character's protege, who's yeah. now breaking out on their own. Okay, so what's she like? Well, she's an academic. <laughs> she's very <laughs> smart. Yeah. Does she wear glasses? Yes. That's an important... She has to, Probably. Right? <laughs> probably the kind of academic role we're going for. I want them. Consider... She doesn't need them. <laughs> no, I just mean like, like just because she's an academic character or whatever, she doesn't... Oh yeah, not every need, academic character needs to have need glasses. She doesn't need to have glasses. But I think it fits I, with what we're going for. But I want them. <laughs> Maybe she starts off a little bit not quite so sure of herself and mm-hmm. she is a little bit tentative. Yeah. And then becomes less of that. So having her appearance reflect how she sort of feels in that like she's behind glass. She's a little bit disconnected. Mm-hmm. She's keeping herself at arm's length. I just got a Professor X feeling from X-Men that I'm thinking of. What about a wheelchair? Okay. Let's give our director a name. Okay. Director. Do we want a tree name? I don't think a tree. We're gonna... she's not a professor. She's not the professor. There is of course the fact that as we discovered last season, pretty much every Every Pokemon character is apparently named after some kind of plant somehow. <laughs> so for instance, as our closest comparison, I was looking up the name of Clavel, because that's an odd name, right? What does that mean? It's from Clavel, Spanish for carnation. <laughs> it is another kind of flower. There's no other particular reason for that one. So we could go with an Italian flower name. I literally am Googling Italian plant names. Do we have some kind of flower maybe that we want to symbolically represent? Her? Flowers in particular could be great here. Oh yeah. The white lily is a national symbol of Italy. Also good? Lilium candidum, the Madonna lily, or white lily, is a plant in the true lily family. Madonna? Director Madonna? Hmm. Or just Donna? I like Director Donna. I'm looking up the name origins of mm-hmm. Donna. Latin origins, from Dominus, Lord or Master, and then the feminization, Damina, Mistress, and later becoming Donna in Italian. It is an Italian name. Yeah. So, Director Donna basically just being Director in Charge Lady. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> it's very fitting. Yeah, this Okay, it's a multi-layered name. Director it's, Donna. This is very good. Which means that it's time. It's time. For Who's That Pokemon? Alex, what are we making today? Today we're going to make one of the first Pokemon typically encountered in a Pokemon game. Pikachu. The, the early game <laughs> normal type. Oh, the early game normal type. Well, they had previously <laughs> been rodents. Or sometimes like Legomorse, like Bunnelby, which is like related. They're pretty close to rodents. But, yeah. Uh, yeah like, they were often... Small woodland creature type things. Yeah, but the last one was a pig. Lechonk. Lechonk was was our, our Rattata. Yeah, and people we were really excited to see what this cool round pig would evolve into and it's just a bigger pig. It was fine. It's something. You know what else is something? Hmm. Diggersby. Yeah. And Linoon. Oh, that's not a rodent either, is it? Raccoon. I guess not. Wait a minute. Like furret? Wait a minute. That's a fairy. Well then, ignore the words we said previously. We're making an early game normal type. (laughs) The root one normal type. Yeah. We probably don't have roots in this game, but it's the root one normal type. It fits that archetype of Pokemon. You know what we mean. You're Rattata. Your Zigzagoon. Your Bidoof. Your Bidoof. 
Bidoof. I'm glad you brought up Bidoof. <laughs> oh, yeah? Today's suggestion uh-huh. is almost very similar to Bidoof. Is it a beaver? No. Okay. But it kind of looks like one. Okay. Have you ever heard of a koipu or a nutria? Koipu? I mean, no. They are semi-aquatic herbivorous rodents. They look kind of like a mix between a beaver and a capybara, and they are native to South America. However, Italy once had native beavers that were hunted to extinction, essentially, in the area. And so they brought in a bunch of nutria from South America to have them on farms. That's no longer a thing. They're no longer kept as fur farm animals, but they are just still in Italy because a bunch of them just kind of escaped or just were let loose. And now, because they don't have any natural predators, are abundant. So they are an invasive species in Italy, and they can sometimes be seen swimming in the rivers of Rome. Giant beaver-like rat things. Mm. In 2018, a mayor of a town in Italy suggested that Italians just start eating them. I mean, I guess. It was specifically suggested that let's start eating them in restaurants and at food festivals. Let's make them fancy people food, essentially. (laughs) Like (laughs) That's what happened with lobster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's turn the nutrients into lobster and get rid of like, them. Well, like, they started out as the poor people food. Yeah. Like, they, they were given to, like, prisoners and stuff because there were just so many and, you know, they're bugs. They're sea bugs. Yeah. Lobsters. They're sea bugs. They are. Nutria is the Spanish name for otter. The name Nutria is generally used in North America, Asia, and throughout countries of the former Soviet Union. However, in most Spanish-speaking countries, it means otter. So, most places would call them koipu. Fair enough. I think a koipu would be a very fun normal type because, personally, the normal type rodents I usually consider pests. <laughs> I'm like, I no. I mean, more or less, yeah. I don't, I don't want to encounter they're you anymore. They're overly frequent. <laughs> yeah. My other thought for doing one would have just been to do a capybara straight up, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're basically a small capybara, and what we could even do is a two-stage evolution line where it starts off as a koipu and becomes a capybara, because they're definitely related. Well, let me tell you what I had been thinking for a capybara, right? Because my capybara did come with names, for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Capybaras are very shaped. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. How would you describe a capybara's shape? Kind of square. Very square. <laughs> very blocky. Very. And we've got this region, this Renaissance-themed region. You know what they did a lot of in the Renaissance? Hmm. Maths. Whoa. You know what maths is? Numbers. Cube. <laughs> shape. Square. <laughs> geometry. Maths. Geometry is a kind of math, yes. Some of those words were relevant yeah, that okay. I said. <laughs> First stage would be young capybara, mm-hmm. cube. Okay. Cube capybara. Okay. Evolves into cuboid. It get long. Okay. Cubibara. Cubibara? <laughs> Capiboid. Cuboid. Capiboid. <laughs> Just complete blocks. Like, yeah. people talked about Nackley being a Minecraft Pokemon. Yeah. No, this is the Minecraft this Pokemon. Feels, this feels <laughs> very similar to, like, Nackley in, in design. But it's just, it's a cube capybara that doubles in length to a cuboid capybara. A capybara isn't really a cube shape. No. You could say it's a cuboid, but then you make it a cute baby as a cube. Yeah. But also, that's before we had the koipu to consider. Koi cube. Consider the koipu. Consider the humble koipu. <laughs> the humble koi... Hum- <laughs> Are you okay? No. 
consider the humble Koi Cube. We could do something like that. We can merge our ideas. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Koi Putu Kabibara is an obvious evolutionary line. Yeah. I'm happy to merge. We're taking the Koi Poo then and making something cubish Koi Poo. Koi Cube. So then with the Capybara form, do we then lean more towards cuboid or do we still maintain it as relatively cube? I think it's probably less of a cube. More of a unit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty unity. <laughs> it's a unit. I don't think I want it to be as Minecraft as the Knackle line. Mm. I want it to be a little bit softer because there is something about a Capybara that is also so soft. Pokemon's had bizarrely cube Pokemon in the past. Copperaja is yeah, very cube absolutely. But yeah. not remotely Minecraft. Yeah, and I feel like it's more in that direction. Yeah, where it's like, but fur. It's still soft. Capybaras yeah. are friend-shaped. The fur will help. Yeah, fuzzy cube. With obvious edges and corners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Are Capybaras semi-aquatic? Probably. Most rodents are, I think. Hmm. I wouldn't say most rodents are. Mm. I wouldn't say a mouse is semi-aquatic. They can swim. That's not semi-aquatic. You're semi-aquatic. The Latin name is Hydrochorus hydrocaris. Okay, it's so got water in it twice. They're, they're swimmer guys. Oh, that face as well. Though. Right? A block of teeth. Like, I love them. Mm -hmm. Block of teeth is, is a great way. Oh, and they often seem to have very that. red teeth. That's a fun yeah. visual element. Yeah, they've got really colored teeth. So normal to normal water? We could do. That is the same as Bibarel, for what it's worth. That's okay. I mean, they could also just be pure normal and just have water moves. Yeah, just be semi-aquatic. That's also Perfectly fine, classic. Yeah. Maybe Swiss swim as an ability. Yeah. Pure normal, also very good. I think I prefer pure normal because normal water would feel too similar to Bibarel and then they're already quite beavery. They are pretty beavery. So this would fair. help it feel more distinct from that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm just have just some... straight normal and yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we've got names there. Yeah. Koipu, I think I want to like see written down in some iterations of it mixed with cube to see what like feels right. Koi cube is the best one. I agree with the sound wise. I don't like that how it's written out there. No, I think <laughs> COY okay. is a good start. And then like maybe KY. And there could be a U or O O. O O B. I like the double O. Yeah. It makes me think like cute. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just playing with sounds a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So Koi Cube, C O Y K Y O O B. And then Cubibara or Capiboid. Cubibara. Cubibara. Because then it's still cuboid esque anyway. Yeah. So in addition to its main body being cuboid, it should also just have a separate cuboid for the head. Like mm. for Koi Cube, the head and body should be more one. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Quite like Lechonk, except cube instead of sphere. Yeah, <laughs> square Lechonk. But then its head should be a separate physical object. Because again, on a capybara, it's like two cuboids, really. Yeah, they the do. Body have is cuboid, a neck. head is another cuboid. Capybaras have a neck. Yeah. I want to double check like what Bibarel's abilities are, if it had any watery abilities, or if not unaware simple. No, it did not have that. How good are they at swimming? Like they swim, but are they actually good swimmers? Semi aquatic. Let's go with Swiss swim as an ability choice. Okay. For another ability option, can I suggest either unaware or oblivious? Yes. <laughs> Just yes. head empty. Unaware would be one that Bidoof and Bibarel also have. In fact, in Generation 4, it was their signature ability. Mm. They ignore any stat changes on the enemy Pokemon when it uses a move or is hit by a move. So, say, if it's going to use a move, it ignores if the target's boosted its defense. It gets hit by a move, it ignores if the target's boosted their attack. Also ignores anything that would be negative as well. It's just yeah. flat neutral. Oblivious, on the other hand, prevents attraction. The Pokemon cannot be affected by the attract condition. I don't like that one as 
much because I was about to suggest cute charm <laughs> because that thing that capybaras do mm-hmm. where they just collect groups of other animals and everything just chills around them. Right. Those animals like them, does the capybara necessarily care back? Oh, I don't know, but does... they're chill. This doesn't mean that other things can't be attracted to it. Fair enough. I mean, that's a fun combo to have together. <laughs> we could do oblivious and cute charm as main abilities, swiss swim as hidden ability. So the two main abilities both play into How chill attraction levels. Are. Yeah, which is <laughs> funny, silly. Yeah. yeah. We got some cubes. Cube friends. Did you know the Renaissance invented cubes? Really? I have no idea. I, okay. <laughs> Did you know cubes were invented by Leonardo da Vinci himself? Get that in for the counter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't realize that his style of art was cubism. So today, we've started talking about the three branching story paths of Pokemon Marble and Pokemon Bronze, where you join a museum as a new fledgling research fellow, going out to explore and build a museum in your own way as you explore and discover, branching into a history-focused path where you'll take on traditional gyms for the most part, with some twists here and there, Mm -hmm. a science-focused path that will be a Pokedex exploration route, and an art-based route which is going to have something akin to Pokemon contests. All of which will get further development soon. We also created our first character for the season. Oh yeah! Director Donna. Director Donna. Who is the director of the museum that mm-hmm. you will be assigned to. She's awesome, but she's also new in her role and she's just trying to make the best museum she can. And I love her. And we've made our early game normal type Route 1 rodent, but not necessarily a rodent, but ours is a rodent. <laughs> Koi Cube and Cubibara. Based on the Koi Poo and the Capybara. Capybaras you've probably heard of, Koi Poos you have now. <laughs> so thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Home Viewing, Cult Classics, and Green Mountain Mysteries. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P T C H E W. And don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. But until next time, gotta gotta make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hey y'all, come right in, make yourself comfortable, because you've found the Home for Rayward OCs. It's a podcast where I, Christina, talk with creators about their original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Characters like Atticus Flint, a planet-hopping mentor dad, Jacques Selechi, a solar punk seafaring chef, Sequinox, a season-themed magical girl squad, Sheena the Talking Cow, and a whole team of post-apocalyptic contract writers. To hear about those OCs and more, listen to us on your local podcatcher of choice, and talk to me on Twitter at WaywardOCPod. I hope you enjoy your stay!